Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Episode 19. This is show 212. Segment 2. That's fun to say. (laughs) This show, we're going to be talking about the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Good stuff. Good games. Uh, We're going to talk about that. We're also going to go through, uh, as you know, on the show, the podcast, we bet here and there against each other. Probably me incoherently, uh, <laughs> based on the results. And um, well, we'll get there when we get there. I'm not a good better. Uh, this is why I probably should have feared the Green Bay bet last week because he was on your side. side. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Fear, fear. I'm like the. I'm definitely the guy at the poker table. You are. You are. You just are. Uh, fucks the whole program w- up. Forever. William H Macy, the cooler. I like <laughs> it. If you haven't seen that movie, that's a great. I movie. saw it a while ago. It's been forever. Yeah. <laughs> He's the guy that, like, people are winning at the table. They just send him over there. He sits down at the table, and everyone just starts losing their money. <laughs> well, you know, anything with William H. Macy, there's going to be some loserness, winnerness. I mean, there, he is such a cut and dry and all. It's oh, yeah. just like, that guy. Good stuff. Um, all right. As usual, I'm sitting here with Houdini to my left. I got Stag Party across the way from me. Dog Matica is sitting like an old grandma right now. Good times. It's 14 degrees in here. I know. (laughs) I'm D-Rex. We don't have the heat on. It's zero degrees in Chicago. We are pyromaniac.com. And as you guys know, we've segmented, uh, and we will be doing this moving forward, our pyro podcast for the week into two shows now. But during the offseason after the Super Bowl, we're probably going to be breaking it even into three shows, because you know our shows usually hit three hours, so we're going to start kind of incrementally uh, editing those as three sh- one-hour-ish shows, and uh, we're excited. So we're in a dry run, test run, dress rehearsal of this, and uh, 
fantasy football Pretty goo. Sure we're getting have three three-hour shows going. Well, what I thought was hilarious. I love that we're we're sitting here going. We're gonna have a one-hour show, and so just in pyro fashion, as we finish segment one at an hour and thirty minutes. It's yeah. true. But what Dog said, <laughs> three three-hour shows. Is I'm gonna fearing happen. it, but. That would be pretty sweet. <laughs> Man, you, we'd be all, we'd be able to like take take naps and go. All right, I'm good. It's like it's like watching tag team like, in for uh, yeah, for like it's I'm like watching at the, at the army base. You, you're like, oh, take it take a time off. We we'll come back. In. It's like dance marathon. I have no idea. What Podcast you're marathon. Dance marathon. You, you can't. You have to like it's a charity thing. You have to dance like with a. All night long, as long as you can, for like forty hours. With a bunch hours. of dudes. Is that? Are you harkening? No. Are you harkening? Are you harkening <laughs> you back? The college did with a sorority, and like you had like six different chicks. It was awesome. Sounds pretty dope. Hey, I man, like it. That's a great way to hook up. Works out well. Duck, duck, goose, and goose, and goose. He's goosey. <laughs> uh oh, he's he's looking. Hey. Well, that escalated quickly. There we go. There you go. All right. Well, before, Welcome to segment two. I like it. Before we get into the Seahawks and the uh, Panthers game, let's uh, let's reflect. Um, and you guys do some of your bets first, because I, I want to wait until you guys start trouncing on me. Uh, but... <laughs> Let's go into some of our bets. A uh, couple podcasts during the season, we've thrown out some bets uh, that. We also had one fantasy. podcast just dedicated to yeah. bets. Uh, all bets are off or some shit. I don't remember so what the title it. is. Go back and listen to it if you're if you didn't listen to it the first time. It's I'm sure it was. It was a lot hilarious. of obtrusive. Woo! Oh yeah. Ric Flair. Woo! coming out and, and we made you we made you drink a double IPA that episode yeah that went well for me <laughs> yeah stag parties usually the Valverde free one around this mix we'll throw him back with him when we're not recording but he likes to keep a uh, an energized mind instead but yeah we had you take out down a, a pound of double IPA oh. that was pretty sweet I don't what, think what we said much that? after that one what did I that Five was like bucks? the end of the show Nah, hopefully it was better than that. Did you say the runs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get him to eat a stick of butter. He's like, good. That's what I'm talking about. No, that, was, okay. that was where the idea was to come up with the segment. Uh, what can we bet Stags to do for... <laughs> and I was, <laughs> I was the lead up. The lead up, I was sending all sorts of shit. I'm like, Stags, will Chum- you do 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 Like, your response is, fuck off. <laughs> This so, show's not going to be as fun as you think, D-Rex. <laughs> so I guess one of the things I did do, woo, was uh, I bet Josh Hill was going to be a top 12 tight end with Houdini for 20 bucks. Yeah, that didn't end well. I guess I bet on the wrong uh, New Orleans Saints tight end because one of them ended up as a top, what, seven tight end yeah. in Ben Watson, and Josh Hill ended up down there at number 49. 49. So, not very good. I definitely lost that one. So, Houdini, here's 20 bucks. All right. <laughs> and you two had a bet. This one was interesting. Tell me about it. Depending on, you know, how the season went and, you know, when the injury happened. The Mark Ingram bet. Mark Ingram bet finishing as a top 11 running back. Uh, I, I believe on the season he finished number 15. But if you look at it in fantasy points per game, he was number nine. 
Uh, he was very good all season long. And then suddenly there was just midweek, like it wasn't even before fucking waivers. They were just like, oh yeah, by the way, Mark Ingram's out for the season. It's like, wait, wait, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, was- <laughs> that was one of the weirdest situations of the season. Um, Mark Ingram just suddenly being done. And you know, Tim, a- Tim Hightower won a lot of people their leagues. But just the way that Mark Ingram went down and it was after waivers and it was one of the quietest lead-ups, it's one of the oddest situations of the season. Yeah, it went not totally unexpected. At least not not on my part. Well, that's why you made the bet because you you're like he'll be good, but he won't finish top eleven because he's getting hurt. Like you said that like verbatim, and yeah, you were right. It just sort of sucks because I own the slow and steady Mark Ingram every week, and that motherfucker was putting up ten points a week. I think his low all season long in games that he started was what eight point nine. Yeah, eight and change. Yeah, he was a great standard guy, a terrible big yardage, big t- uh, right, big, big scoring, big playing touchdown guy. But like our our league, I had him. On, uh, we had him on our teams. If we, we probably we wouldn't have won the championship if he didn't get hurt because Hightower we picked him up and replaced him and he he had that explosion that that Mark just wasn't able to do. Awesome, slow and steady player and high value and fifty fucking catches in PPR. Yeah, I mean, that was the, that, that was, was the surprise that he he did so much as a receiver that he was he right out of the gate. He would have finished with seventy catches on the year. Yeah, he could have. I mean, he averaged four a game, so he was probably at least getting you 60 on the year. And at the end of the year, if he finishes top five in receptions among running backs, you're like, how the fuck did this happen? We were all saying it. Remember the first week? We were like, oh my god, this guy's catching balls. Caught eight passes in the first week, and then you know, caught passes in every game that he played in the season. Crazy. He looked awesome. Very impressive. And, yeah, I like him next year. Looking forward to Mark Ingram. Like, in the same range. I think he's one of those high-end running back twos, you know, in the 12 to 15 type of range. But you just got to expect him to miss two games. Like, that's the caveat with Mark Ingram. You don't know when the two games are going to be, but he's probably going to miss at least a couple. I don't think his psyche is too damaged after the picture of him standing, standing next to Derrick Henry. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a guy that for some reason, and there's tons of players like that over the course of our fantasy football lives... Uh, Wes Welker was one of these guys. Uh, I'm not going to come up with any other ones right right this minute. But Mark Ingram, for some reason, slides and slides and slides, and no one wants to dive in. And by the time you're finally like, all right, he's the highest guy in my tears. I don't want him either. But he just comes at a value every single Danny year. Danny Woodhead. Woodhead. Yeah. Woodhead. You don't say go. that about Danny Woodhead. But there's so many guys where it's just like, <laughs> for, me, it, for me it happened with a guy I was high on, your favorite guy, Marshall. It was like, I already had enough wide receivers. I didn't need them. You're like, Marshall's still on the friggin' board. You gotta think. There's just certain players. Not that Marshall was that with the Bears and before, but no, it, it just lasts forever. You just gotta Jesse, take yeah. it. Yeah. I think what you guys, what we said last week on the show was important. I think that's my mantra. and Everything I'm doing with fantasy football right now is revolved around take the best talent. Take the best talent on the board every round. That's it. That's the goal. That's what you got to be doing. So, uh, I think, uh, yeah. Thomas Jones, I think, almost always slipped, too. Th- yes. Yes. Yeah. He's getting you 1,200 rushing yards yes. and a couple hundred receiving yards. You're like, 
Oh, I love me some Thomas Jones. Absolutely. It totally, yeah. he was one of those he guys. Even, he wasn't even wanted on most of his own fucking teams. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> one of my favorite totally pictures true. still ever is that Thomas Jones at his birthday party with all the, the uh, body painted. This is like first year. It's like yeah. 09. And he had a birthday party. It was it was like a, a LaShawn McCoy birthday party. It was all chicks. Like in like <laughs> painted outfits, like referee outfits. Yeah. That guy was. I hope that guy's still pimping like he was back in the day. That's certainly bet he is. But good call. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about an, uh, another bet here. Oh, your favorite Brandon Cooks, Cooks bet. Brandon Do- Cooks. Double or nothing on that fifty from the previous season you made. Fifty uh, cents, right? <laughs> I don't think that's. I guess you'll have to go back and listen to the podcast from two years ago to find out what the actual bet was. Do you take Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, seriously, that's you. You, you got Chase Connect Pay? No, I don't got that, buddy. Um, you got you take Bitcoin? You can PayPal me, bro. Not Bitcoin. <laughs> but uh, Vivo, Cooks. Vivo, Cooks. How close was it? Cooks was pretty he close. Was right there. He got, <sighs> He closed the gap at the end. Oh, my God. The thing was, the guys in front of him, the bet was he would finish with the most fantasy points among second-year wide receivers. Uh, it was a dumb bet with ODB. There, yeah, ODB, the guy who you might have tweeted something about saying something like, how did they ever draft this guy over Brandon Cooks? Total bust. <laughs> He's got a total bust. <laughs> <laughs> Just do me a favor. If you've ever retweeted that... 18 months later, do me a favor and go and write us a review on the on the Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. You've reopened the can of worms. Just now do some good service. And for our Pyro podcast, write a review. Give us a five-star rating. And Be just, that guy. Shit on us, but then lift us up. Just know that, you know, you're, 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 you're coming at it with integrity. You didn't take the, the post down. Yes. So you're, <laughs> you're honest, and I did delete a stuff. tweet the other night. I deleted a tweet about a brewery, had a beer that just smelled terrible. I don't know if you saw this, but someone's like, dude, what's going on? But I, I drank a beer, and it just had this terrible smell to it, and I tweeted about how bad it was with the moniker to the brewery, and it was just like, I, I deleted it. I was like, someone's like, oh, I'm like, you know, why why would I put this out there? We we love beer. We love the microbreweries. So I did delete it. So I'll delete a micro me shitting on a micro beer that I bought. <laughs> but and, and, and a couple people were like, what's going on? Did you put it in a mug? I'm like, whatever. But I won't take down that ODB is going to be a bus tweet. <laughs> Not gonna happen. <laughs> Oh, and no, I regret he, it. <laughs> he hates it. Stag party hates it. He, he, he busted a few across uh, Josh Norman's chops. Yeah, he sure did. So I got a question with him. You said that the most catches through two years with Landry, uh, and I know we're talking about Cooks here, but uh, what are the stats that ODB's got right now? He's got the most yards through two years? I believe so. ODB's most just, touchdowns, I think, too? Yeah, ODB's just got top stats across the board. Like his catch numbers are up there among two yeah, years. Yeah, right there. They're just... Through 25 games, like, he wasn't even through two years. He's got just tons and tons of numbers that, that are world beaters. And he's catching touchdowns like it's his job. And I think that's the real difference between, you know, Allen Robinson and Brandon Cooks. Is I don't ever see, you know, Brandon Cooks being a double-digit... I mean, he got nine. Like, I don't see he, like, getting ten or twelve in a season. Like... I don't know if he's got that sort of capability, but as long as Drew Brees is healthy, I'm not going to discount it. 
I would say this though. Time's as far running as, out there. Though. As far as Allen Robinson, I you talk about it. Just uh, we said bets and regrets. A regret from when he came out two years ago, not believing that he was as good as he is, uh, because you know I was like, oh, he's going to be a little bit too slow. You know, it's not going to be. He's he beats people down the field. And well, he was about injured. The I think that was it. I think, I, I think when we all watched him, actually, he actually looked extremely impressive. What we didn't figure on was him lasting 16 games. He was an injury-prone guy. Yeah, knee in injury in college. Yeah, well, the best thing going for him. in the pros. He's got Blake Bortles that he's now just growing up with. Yeah. So you look at what the progression of that guy's going to be. And again, look at it. It's amazing, too, because it used to take wide receivers, you know, the old mythical three-year thing. Which was probably more valid 15, 20 years ago. But it wasn't. Well, I know you. I know <laughs> that you. I know. I know, I know. I know. But if you go back to the nineteen eighties or whatever, some of it was because they just didn't play you until your second or third year. So that was part of the problem. The, the deal is now everyone plays, and it is such a passing league that it's amazing how quickly wide receivers can come in and make impacts. So. You know, it's immediate. Especially, I guess, I guess we're we, and this is fine. We're, let's just weave in some of our regrets, um, and let's not have them be about out on the town after fourteen beers. Or actually, let's. I mean, let's. if you make a drop with fourteen beers and you shit happens, I've done it. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm talking about your Tinder game, buddy. Oh, yeah, hey that's now, funny. Hey the thing is with Allen Robinson, like, I just didn't think he would score double digit touchdowns. I didn't think that offense would score this I much this get, season, and that. You know, vaulted him up to being one of the most undervalued, you know, ADP values this season. He scored 14 touchdowns and had 1,400 yards. But that's the thing. You, we, when you look at it from the outside, you figure Blake Bortles is going to be a 22 to 24 touchdown guy. But the thing is, he was also average. He averaged 11.5 yards of catch in his rookie season. And he averaged 17 and a half this season. Crazy. And 14 touchdowns. Like, yes, Allen Robinson is a model of regression for next season. But, you know, he's still a year younger, and he's only 22 fucking years old. Like, he's coming, he's going to be entering next season at, like, 23 when some of these guys coming out of college are already that age. So, well, the, the he's, he's is, still got a lot of room for growth, and with his massive frame, you can't discount anything. So, look he, for Allen Robinson in the second round next year, unfortunately. But he, he works hard, though. That's the other thing. And, and the other thing is, you know... A guy at 22 years old who has room to improve, still from just a route running aspect. And, and But when you looked at him, he didn't look like a second-year receiver. He looks polished. You know you know how you said how when Amari Cooper came in of these guys, wow, he just, he's a very polished and solid route runner. Ellen Robinson does everything great, and he blocks. Well, yeah. even more than that, he gets the tough ball. He's yeah. uh, just he's a madman, and I've said this before and, and stag party, rightfully so, counteracts it by saying how many targets he got on the air, which is a great number. Watching these games, it didn't look like he was getting the ball enough. He was more open than the targets that he was getting. He There was a lot of open plays for him left on the table, and he was sweet. So while there should be a regression and he's going to be a second rounder, as you said, stag party... I, I say this on the show repeatedly, and I should just shut up because I don't want to say it all off season and be a broken record. There's a lot more opportunity on the table for that guy in that offense. There just sure. is. Absolutely. I, I don't think they could possibly throw it as much. Like 
the amount they threw it in the red zone, uh, like 93% of their touchdowns this season came through the air. Like, that's simply unheard of in terms of run-to-pass ratios in the red zone. So, just some regression is going to come. I mean, if you own Allen Robinson in a dynasty league, flick off everybody who sends you a fucking offer. Um, because there's, I don't think there's a player that rivals him except for maybe ODB. But he's got a couple of years. He's a couple of years younger than ODB. His quarterback is a, another younger player, not Eli Manning. You know, just the things that you look at there. I don't think there's a player in Dynasty right now worth Allen Robinson. It depends on who Houston gets as their QB, but. Okay. The one thing I, I would say is that we were smart enough during the offseason to recognize there was some pushback early by Houdini, but you, you started to jump on at the end of the summer a bit more, that the Raiders and the Jaguars were going to become one of these power and numbers teams. It's unheard of. You're sitting there and we're, you're like, how can this be? How can that happen with the second-year quarterbacks? But we said it all offseason, all last summer. It's like, watch out. There's a lot of talent there. We know they're young, but they're going to have to be passing both of these teams, and that's going to yield fantasy football points. And that fully happened for Derek Carr and Bortles and trickled down to the the wide receivers. Not the running back so much for um, Jacksonville, but there's upside and greatness there for next year with Yeldon. But it's a good time. And and, and to be – you know, this offseason we'll be pinpointing who that up and comer and that new jumping into the uh, not elite status, but at least fantasy football scoring point uh, and, and and relevant status, and uh, that's what we do. What <laughs> else we got here? Moving on to the next bet between me and the Dogmatics here, he had the quarterback whisperer whispering sweet nothings into Joe Flacco's ear <laughs> all season long. And him finishing with more fantasy points than a guy who he thought was going to fall back in a big, big way in Drew Brees. Oh boy, yeah, that that, that didn't fly at all. What were the final points? What were the final well, points? Well, Joe Flacco only played, played in ten games, so when you look at the sheer point total of Drew Brees doubling his points, pretty much, uh, you're a little bit dissatisfied. <laughs> With your, your bite size you delectables, like, you're a little bit dissatisfied. I mean, Flacco said it like you were just get, came back from one of your Tinder dates a couple weeks ago. You're like, uh, yeah, those pictures look pretty sweet. I gotta say, I was a little dissatisfied <laughs> in person. Let's remember just all the injuries that the Ravens had all season. Like that offense crumbled just seemingly from week one all the way to the end of the season. Would they start three or four different quarterbacks this year? Uh, you know, three or four different running backs started for them. It looked okay the first five, well, seven weeks. When Steve Smith was yeah. on the field, yeah, that was first seven, six, six games he played, and he got injured in week seven. It was looking pretty, pretty, pretty sweet times. I mean, they didn't have Perriman there. I mean, they he never Perriman. Yeah. He, he never played a game. Never Dennis Pitta never came back. Yeah. On Who was injury? one of the biggest busts ever? This season, uh, as as many of us called, Forsett, Paradigma, our favorite Bella, Forsett, totally, yeah. This, I mean, his didn't put up. He, he was numbers. okay. Sorry, Mo. He was okay. Man exactly. That okay, but I mean, hey, if still, you're gonna leave the, uh, the the other thing out there about uh, ODB, then you're just gonna have to own up to Forsett, Mo. That's the way it goes. Flacco Sometimes they can just shut ended up, up passing for 279 uh, plus yards a game. I mean, to do that with only one receiver and, 
I mean, at Crockett Gilmore, uh, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Hey, I think we're selling short the top 40 or top 30 receiver that was Kamar Aiken at the end of the season, right? Who took over the role that Steve I, Smith I know, left. I know, I know. <laughs> yes. But, but still, yeah. this, this is an offense next year that will probably be middle of the pack. I mean, you get Steve Smith back off of, what, ruptured Achilles. You get Justin Forsett off of two broken bones in his arm. You get a, another year of progression out of Buck Allen, where he should be the receiving back, at least in this sort of you know split system with Ju- Justin mm-hmm. Forsett being more of the runner. Uh, and then you get you know other guys. Rashad but, Perriman. To Rashad give you, Perriman, to give the, the deep threat, threat right. uh, that they we absolutely honest, did not have. I just don't, I'm not feeling on that guy. That's I fine. think that's going to be... Can I tell you? It's just, it's yeah, just it's like one of those ones that's just like a total bad pick. Let me throw a like re- a Johnny football. Let, let me throw a regret in there because last year in uh, one of my, my 14-team league, I got uh, the rookie draft in our dynasty league. I had three picks. I got three wide receivers. Kevin White. That one didn't work out. Prashad Perriman. Oh, Nelson Aguilar. Oh. Oh. Did you take him? Who could you have had on those? Ones? I, 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 I probably mean, I, David Johnson. I had, well, White was like the fourth or fifth pick, so I could have had almost anyone from that point on. And then I had Perriman at like eight, and another one not too far after that. So that you guys, just so you know, I used to have a great head of hair. It's moves like that, and it's all these drafts I have year in and year out that have made me lose it. But that's where, <laughs> but that's where Dynasty. You say, hey, it's not all one year. <laughs> True. One thing I do want to say uh, to counteract my uh, my Mo uh, for set uh, calls. Let me give a quick pyro promo, um, which is the fact that Mo's does the pyro podcast light, and what he's got going on on Friday is is the fact that he's interviewing Josh Moore uh, from Four for Four. Dot com, which is a great old school fantasy site, and they're going to be doing that interview uh, over at Eagle Monk Brewery, which is in Grand Rapids. Both these guys, uh, Pyromaniac Mo and Josh Moore, live in Grand Rapids. And uh, exciting thing, he's going to be uh, doing a handful of uh, fantasy football talks slash pyro pod- podcast lights with David T. Thomas, who's our NFL scout um, guru. friend, guru. This is a guy that was an NFL scout for Al Davis back in the day. This guy is hilarious. If you haven't listened to that show, seek it out. Um, And then also another thing that uh, Mo told me today is he's got in February the Fantasy Footballers, everyone's favorite fantasy football podcast, blowing up the world. These guys are firing up, and uh, they do a pretty sweet job. So all the respect to them. He's going to be doing an interview with them in February. And then also he's got um, Matt Harrison from League Safe. Going as well, so that's got he's got four uh, interviews slash fantasy football talk slash pyro podcast lights that are happening and scheduled right now, and those that's a that's a base that's a pretty solid lineup there. So good work, my friend. That's Bell- worth a bell Verde. or two. Oh, how you doing? I said, no, you didn't have something coming from the driveway. You know something with that Jerry curl you got on your head? You better not ever do a crime. Police never they had no problem finding you. Follow the drip, follow the drip. They never had no problem finding you. That's one of those ones I'll hear when I when I listen to that's the show. That's the uh, the Jerry curl, easy to find you if you're if you don't be a thief because it's gonna follow the drip, follow the drip, follow the drip. <laughs> so the next bet we've got <laughs> is that between me and you, no uh, receiver would finish in the top fifteen in standard scoring among rookies. So Amari Cooper was the closest, finished with twenty three. 
no other receiver was really in the area. Stephon Diggs was, what, next closest after Amari Cooper? Yeah, it just proves that it's a year-to-year game. Like, just because rookies blow up one year doesn't mean they're going to do it for you every single year. And you got to take the chances on guys you've seen a little bit more than these rookies. These rookies still got to be drafted, you know, as receivers, fifth round. You know why you made that bet, though, right? But you loved Amari Cooper. You thought he was going to score a lot more. And Kevin White. Okay. Well, right. And that losing to Kevin White hurt. Yeah, but losing one of the too. horses in the race. Also pay, also pay attention to when, you know, all the scouts and everything are saying, because they said this year, as compared to the year before, the year before was a ridiculous draft class. Yeah. And they, they were like... Ever. They, 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 they were saying as the, before the draft happened, you're going to have guys taken in the third and fourth rounds that should be taken in the second round in this draft. And then you see this draft that we just came off of, and it was more of a very nominal draft, not, not really that crazy high in talent and things that you saw. Now, you may develop more guys out of this as it goes along, yep. but... But that wasn't what the bet was. Right. Let's go on to another bet. And then I want to hear Dogmatica's biggest regret. Houdini won a bet between uh, Noonan and Dog that Sammy Watkins would not finish as a top 15 receiver. And Sammy Watkins finished as wide receiver 15. 15, baby. And he earned that down the stretch because he had to bring it because he He missed missed four four games. I mean,. Oh, it was great. He was stubbly, that's for sure. Less than a point. Mappa was right behind him. Somebody had a tweet out there that the best thing that happened for Sammy Watkins next season yeah, yeah. is the hiring of Rob Ryan. No defense, going to throw the ball seven, all day long. basically said Tyrod's going to have to throw seven touchdown passes. <laughs> that's good. That's, that's good funny. stuff. So that, one, that one's close. Let's hit another one. Damn. One. You got a regret, dog? You want me to hit the next one? Yeah, let's hear a regret. If, if well, regret, okay. The biggest regret. I have every single year in my drafts. I do pretty much the same thing when it comes to the quarterback position. I like having a top quarterback. I like knowing I'm going to get there. I like having the explosion factor. I like. I just like having it. It's a solid position to just not have to worry about. I got talked into the streaming thing this year with you guys, you motherfuckers. Don't look at me. I'm not one of them. I'm looking more at this motherfucker right Which top quarterback did you want this year? So I... (laughs) I would have gone with my Russell Wilson any day of the week. Any day of the week I would have gone with my Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's still a streamer? He's not a streamer. Russell Wilson's an everyday play, and you would have been just fine with that guy this year. So I go with a guy that I I did think was going to do some... uh, some Bradford? Bradford. I went with the Bradford, but I backed him up. With another streamer, a, the guy that I have been predicting to get injured every single Romo. year for the last decade. <laughs> Fucking Romo. You all of a sudden remember on the show, we were like, what happened? He likes did Romo. You, did you have Marshawn Lynch on this team also? No, no. Fucking Lynch. It was an AJ or CJ Fucking Anderson. Oh yeah. Oh, One of my, my regrets listening to you guys talk me into CJ Anderson. Oh, Although I got him going for me this week. Tala, talk about my team. So, hey, don't take credit when it's when you're when you're fired up and I'm not fired up. He's just on the team. That sort of wraps in the next Anderson. thing here is Sam Bradford plays all sixteen games according to noon and loses that bet to both of you. So uh how many games you play? He played fourteen. No. 
He played, he played 14. 14, or he just lost it to Houdini. So. Why would I have made that bet? Because you wanted to be bold, I guess. I don't what know. What was I thinking? <laughs> you got to see how many Albertans you had before that yeah. bet. I mean, I'm just so looking at that guy. Nothing wrong with this, but kind of cross-eyed. Like, he's got this <laughs> disheveled look. He, he wears like, logs. He looks like a brunette like, Johnny Utah. <laughs> you were looking at the idea of the Chip Kelly amazing offense running fast. He had us all. He had us all <laughs> in on Bradford. That's Dog one Manica, of my regrets. Dog Manica, is... he, he put us a little bit. He, he's he got this way because you're really good at what you do. Sometimes we get a little hypnotized by some dogmatica. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Sam Bradford. Streaming quarterbacks could have worked if you went with Carson Palmer or Cam Newton or, you know. Carson uh, Palmer, dude. Palmer was your guy. Was, he was totally my guy. <laughs> exactly. But he taken, he exactly. Really the really? flip of the regret is. In our league, dog, you were in one league. You were in one league this year. In that league, my draft, this, and I guess I was sort of streaming in the draft. The draft was Cam, Russell Wilson, Carr, Tyrod Taylor. No! <laughs> yeah, out of control. You Never got. played Russell Wilson once all season, except for during maybe the bye. No, I think we played Derek You couldn't even train him to get anything of value? Why would I want to? Why, why would I want to do that? <laughs> my team was, was, su- my was, team was so stacked. I didn't need anything. It's, better, it's a weapon of choice. Off I missed the playoffs by the last game of the last week to, to make the playoffs. I missed it by that. And I would have. I would easily been able to Russell Wilson. Well, sure. Oh, God, he, I, the, the, the so many points I didn't get out of fucking Bradford. Bradford threw for just under a hundred yards less than Aaron Rodgers this year, and Rodgers played all sixteen games. It's, that's crazy. Yeah. It was one of the most disappointing, one of the most disappointing kind of overall things we did. And we're not alone here. Everyone kind of thought the Chip Kelly brought his guys in. That was our, that was our bit down the stretch. Earths, it came up big to, over those last four or five games. But just you were already out. Yeah. You relied on Jordan Matthews. Oh, Matthews came up big down the stretch too. You relied on these guys and thought they were. Actually, DeMarco was okay a couple games, but down the stretch was just garbage. Ah, that team just totally out. I'm going to throw one last thing at you, and then you're going to... Who do you think had more completions? Bradford in 14 games or Carson Palmer in 16? Oh, I would say for sure that it would be Obvious. Bradford because of the fact that Palmer takes all the shots downfield... And you look at how much of what Palmer's, Philadelphia did this year was just short, 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 short. Palmer's average depth of pass this season is 11.9 yards. Wow. That's that, crazy. That's that double. Is that is <laughs> double literally what Alex Smith does on like a weekly basis. Yeah. That's insane. But, and That's insane. Of the, 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 what I will say, though, don't you think the numbers... Is that actually time in the air or how the, the distance of the oh, play? Distance. Dude, when the receiver first catches the ball, yeah. it is at eleven point nine yards. Okay, okay. Bruce because, Arians, because you know that you know that Brown and and JJ and those guys were taking some, doing some great stretching it out. All right. Well, we'll so we'll moving on to the next bet here. Uh, Make it one more, and then we'll. Uh, we can we can run through a couple of these uh, Eagles or uh, Falcons ones between me and Noonan. So. I said Tevin Coleman does not lead the backfield in scoring. Yeah, I think we know how that one turned out. <laughs> Did not. And he thought that Julio Jones would score 13-plus touchdowns. So, the top receivers did score 13-plus. Julio just 
what, had nearly 1,900 yards receiving? Just They stopped throwing it to him in the red zone for a good portion of that late season. You're like, you know Julio's pretty good at the jump ball, right? Yeah. Well, do you know how many times fucking Matt Ryan fumbled uh, oh. a, a snap yeah. out of the <laughs> shotgun in the red zone? I mean, I know I saw it four times. Right there. Devonta Freeman gonna, was getting I'm, a lot of those touchdowns from like from like twenty to forty yards and stuff too. Yeah, he was yep. just he was stole he, a lot. He, he, he stole a lot of touchdowns, stuff. man. He, he had a lot. Can't believe how much they missed Mike Smith too. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, I mean, I, I, he wants to come back to coaching. He's already. I mean, did he have the interview with the 49ers or was he yep. going to or whatever? Go back to the 49ers? No, didn't. I thought they were gonna. I thought maybe the, uh, that the Buccaneers were very interested, and in maybe them too. I don't know. It's but. I, Maybe it was I can't Miami. blame him. I mean, yeah, after I a guy had Miami so much success with the team, and then for them to just fall apart the way they did without him, it kind of says something for him. It'll be interesting to see if uh, oh, Tampa Bay's only way to go up is up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got, That's you basically got, what happens got with a every young quarterback team and that Lovey Smith leaves. The thing is, like, if you're Mike Smith, you're sort of the same coach as Lovey Smith. What's the fucking difference? Like, you're a middling defensive coach who is a good... Guy. He should like, have gone to the Browns. He should have gone to the Browns. <laughs> Equally looked like deer in headlights. Any in-game play. Both your names are Smith, so they the, don't have to the change the line on the sideline. Just change the front name on the, the first letter on the coach's door. They're saving some money. I like that. <laughs> so basically, if we do three three-hour podcasts every single time, yeah. we will be doing in total nineteen and a half straight days of podcasting over the course of the year. Sign me up. Oh, so one of the bets we had. Houdini's already like, let's go, let's go. We got to go. How many more audios do I need? We've got five more bets here. (laughs) I'm talking to. I think some of these will go faster than others. One of them was a quarterback plus the top three receivers, Mm -hmm. and oh, and who uh, you know we wanted to you know whose team we thought would be the best. So we each picked the team, oh, all open there. Quarterback, a dog was actually gone by this time, so he oh, missed out on this God, one. God, I would probably would have said Philly. Fuck me. Noonan <laughs> said Philly, or D Rex <laughs> said Philly. So he I loses. Wish stuck around. <laughs> uh, the Houdini said Atlanta Falcons, and unfortunately, they got practically nothing out of wide receiver two and three. Yeah. Uh, Julio almost kept it up for him. But the winner among the bet was the uh, Green Bay Packers. By which is by crazy. Me. Why didn't I take Pittsburgh, who was like the team that I loved more than you would have lost? You still would have lost, I think. Really? Because of you would have gotten uh, Ben Roethlisberger's points, which were half of like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Because he finished his quarterback twenty-seven. I think the team to own. Ben Roethlisberger was quarterback twenty-seven because he, he missed all the yeah. Andrew yeah, Jones and, Mark and, and Mike Vick and how many games did he miss this year? He missed four games, four or, five. or was he quarterback eighteen? That's a big drop. No, he was twenty-one. He okay. was ninety points less than than Rodgers. All right, that, that that seems better than twenty-eight. But yeah, the Green Bay Packers won just because their leading receiver, not Randall Cobb, had one hundred and thirty-seven. Uh, you know, Randall Cobb had 123. The, who was the leading? Was it Jones? James Jones was their leading receiver. Yeah. In terms Most of the time in like two games. Seventy something. Fifty-four. Fifty-four. Wow. Which is awful. Uh, like, awful. did he even? Ha- he probably didn't even have as many as as Wheaton. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was not. a guy that I was Parker, high, I was high on Adams. I just what I was, he was getting Antonio Brown. Maybe, maybe he would have won. Maybe he would have won because Antonio Brown was going high and Martavis Bryant. I mean, but 
at the time you were thinking oh, about how had a lot more, hundred and four point nine. You were thinking about oh, how uh, Whedon had. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell Twice was going to steal a lot of the work. Correct, right. But at the same time, I knew that that was my one team. I said, it's a damn offensive juggernaut. I don't know how you bet it. You just oh, did. <laughs> it's like, you go back and think about it. It's like, why? Would, I mean, that's but, the team that I should. I mean, I couldn't sit there and be like, oh, I would have taken Arizona or whatever because I wouldn't have. Yeah, Arizona would have been the best, though. It, right. Just, but I wouldn't have. I, 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 I didn't bring it out. But I'm that's pretty not true. I'm pretty sure. Pittsburgh would have won. Really? Yep. By, by how much? Uh, it's oh, I haven't done the game. exact competition, but it's it's about yeah, thirty exactly. or forty actually. Antonio wow. Brown almost doubles. Yeah, oh, Michael insane. Floyd or who's the Larry Fitzgerald? Oh no, I thought I thought you were talking about, about Green Bay. Oh, I'm talking Bay. about talking about Arizona was probably the best yes, quarterback in three uh, receivers team. So the next bet was where Jimmy Graham would finish fourth tight end or loaner between uh, Houdini and D Rex. Uh, I, I got I got to tell you which one I think bet on Jimmy Graham. Yeah, yeah, that, that was you. One, that, <laughs> that one hurt. Well, you know, and it's amazing though because right. <laughs> yeah, right. What was crazy what? about that was that I, I figured that Jimmy would be able to have that great success. I figured that you were going to have the regression of Marshawn Lynch, which we did see, but we just saw Jimmy Graham not fit into that offense and not do anything. But it was it was also the catalyst to. Well, did I have a bet with about Russell Wilson? Yeah, you, uh, you liked him. Big I was yards. the one. With, we had always kept talking about it. Will Russell Wilson score as many points as he did last year? And I. Yeah, you I, did. You were absolutely right. Yeah, you but, thought he'd but, throw all those but yards. But with a different, with a, you know, a different way that it happened. But he didn't end up throwing for a lot more yards, which was and, insane. I yeah. still don't know how it happened. No, but you were Doug right. Baldwin. Doug Baldwin, fourteen touchdowns. Zach Miller and Jimmy Graham played the exact same amount of games. Zach Miller had more fantasy points. Ugh. Ugh. Next bet, Devin Funches finishing as a top 15 Yeah, that receiver. didn't work out for me. Okay. <laughs> I needed Calvin Benjamin to be healthy, though. That's my caveat there. Funches he, among us? He struggled uh, trying to be a number two or one. or He eight. couldn't even be a number four. <laughs> I know. He needed, he needed the guy. He needed the attention. Okay at the very end, but yeah. yeah that He's was, coming that was, on. He'll do better next year. He was coming on at the so, end, for sure. And a couple other bets we had. Jeremy Macklin finishes with a thousand yards. Damn it. That happened for me. Barely. Oh, come on. He also missed a week. Barely. <laughs> Did I say he was going to do it too? No, just me. Just me? Look how you celebrate that. Like, I thought I, 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 thought I got to win. I thought I got I thought I liked Nobody it. was on the Macklin train with me. I was the lone rider of the Macklin train. Did you say it? He would have ten touchdowns too? No, I did no. not say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said he would have seven. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. ODB would not finish as a top three receiver. I got bailed out on that one between you two because of the suspension. If you factor in fantasy points per game, he he, he's that. number two. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Thanks, that's Josh Norman. That suspension. Yeah. I call. I knew that's that. I was planning that part the whole time. Like he's gonna get suspended one game. <laughs> uh, and, and I was planning on somebody kicking the shit out of him and yep, because and everybody injured, hates yep. him. Yep. And something did happen because people fucking hate that guy. <laughs> Yo, I will break my leg off, up in your ass, so far that you be shit a sneaker for a month. <laughs> I've done it before. <laughs> you know, thing to do it again. Look, look, look. Awesome. Good bets, good bets. I'll be sniffing sneaker for a month. I'll, glad, I'll gladly <laughs> pay you on Wednesday for a burger you buy me on Tuesday. Stags is looking at me and like, what's he talking about? This is, that's Popeye. <laughs> oh, Wimpy. That's Popeye, buddy. Wimpy. 
All right, we're going to go Seattle Seahawks rocking it out with the Carolina Panthers. Man, this is as exciting of a game. Who knows what's going to happen on this one, but this has just got it all. This is sick, hard-nosed defenses. You got some offenses that are clicking right now. You got two of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Pretty dope. The only thing I'll start it off on the visiting team, and I'll, I'll put this out, and you guys, is Beast Mode playing? Is Beast Mode basically saying, I don't want to be on this team anymore? Is he healthy and, and he, pulling I, himself I out? That What's going? Is he sticking it to Pete Carroll? He's, he, he, I just think he didn't want to play in the frigid cold. <laughs> well, he didn't even travel, so it makes right, sense to me. He didn't want to be there. Like, I, don't, I don't want to go to Minneapolis. Totally possible. He did practice today, so... Like yep. he did last week, he so I definitely thought yeah, he was going to practice all week, right? Yeah, until he, Friday. I think he plays. I think he plays in this one. What what in the world it was last week? I have no idea. But I the think frigid it, cold sounds like a good theory to me. It's interesting. I mean, it's it, it, these two teams are like total flat out matchup. Exactly, it's, it's like almost the exact same thing as uh, the Kansas Patriots. City, against, yeah. yeah, the Patriots, Patriots Kansas City, but the opposite. It's uh, they have <laughs> both. They both have a shutdown corner. They both have running backs coming back off the of injury. They both have the best running quarterbacks in the entire league. Uh, they both had uh, uh, wide receiving cords that nobody paid attention to, uh, that nobody really cared about, but both outdid what they should have done. Ted Ginn had double-digit touchdowns. Uh, that's really? crazy. Yeah, that's, that's freaking nuts. Uh, you know, and, and, of course, Doug Baldwin doing what he did, leading the league at touchdowns. I mean, that's just absolutely Tied ridiculous. for leading the league. No. Let's not give him that much fucking credit, all right? There were three guys with 14 touchdowns, I do believe. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but if you win MVP of the league and two other people tied you in the voting or something, every single person would say, yeah, I was the MVP of the league. Next, yeah, I mean, I Steve McNair? No, he doesn't. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Baldwin led the league in touchdowns, and so did Allen Robinson, and so did Brandon Marshall. They all led the league in touchdowns. Either way, it's it, everything is basically equal with these. I think the one possible deciding factor could be a Greg Olson. Well, that's where Seattle's weak, or have been, uh, you know. Uh, it, but again, the fact is that there's no one that. It really scares anyone from uh, an offensive wide receiver standpoint on Carolina, other than Greg Olson. So if you're Seattle, I know that Greg, you know, he's not going to be Sherman lining up against him or anything, but it's going to be he's going to be seeing a lot of what, what's what you're going to. Here's how you take Greg Olson out. They're going to have a lot of Earl Thomas coming no. over the top and hitting him. No, after he catches the pass, he's not going to say he's guarding him. He's going to be hitting him. No, it's all Cam Chancellor. That's the only way they play tight ends. Yeah. Seattle only does one thing, and it's play Cam Chancellor on tight ends I, but, and let him do what he does. Right, but while he's engaged, you're going to see Earl Thomas coming over on... on they Earl Thomas doesn't hit anybody. He'll hit him. No. Oh, yeah, he will. Talk about the wrong wrong safety here. He's a, he's a, he's he's a, a hitter. hitter. He's a small guy, obviously. It's not a punishing hit, but... He, he's a he, ball he, hawk. He's always around it. He's so. a ball hawk. He is not a hitter. He hits. Cam Chancellor it is, doesn't hurt is the bad man with jam. He sticks his nose into against a running attack. So I mean, they I mean, played earlier this year in Seattle. Yeah, and obviously Carolina won because Jonathan Stewart was uh, was Stewart went off for two a couple touchdowns, touchdowns. But that, I don't see yards. Yeah, yeah, twenty. He was like 20, 20, 20, 20, for right. twenty for seventy-eight. So I mean, not the greatest average, you know. But he did get a couple touchdowns. But the difference, Greg Olson, seven for one thirty-one and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. 
eight or nine targets. Eleven targets. Wow. Eight or nine targets. Targets. Hey, where's Fargo? Well, there it is. My mama ain't no bitch. If I'm a bitch, your mama's a bitch. Hey, I kick your ass. Yeah. Done. So, wondering why you've, you've been swearing a lot this show, actually. I, I don't <laughs> know how. they get into him. Yeah, I was wondering if he was injected with some Eddie Murphy goo. It's, uh, all right, so it's I have been being, in, being in Carolina this like time. It. Do you guys say they won 27 to 23? It was a close game, obviously. Do you guys see it being different? You see Seattle winning this one. I, I, I can. I see Seattle I can. can win this game. I, I really do believe that Carolina is a complete team. I believe that they are going to be able to show it. And, and I, look, this is, Cam Newton needs this. He needs to validate that he can win a big game. And to beat a guy that's been to the Super Bowl the last two years, won the Super Bowl already, uh, plays the similar style as he does. Look, both these defenses are, are top-notch. You're, both teams are going to have a very difficult time running the football. When you got the way that Seattle plays against the run, and when you have Luke Keekley and and and, uh, and Davis and these linebackers that just they shut you down. Believe so me. you are going to have to make plays, and it's going to come down to a lot of creating plays through extending plays. Right? It's going to be have a rollout or do something like this, or just the pocket breaks down and the quarterback is able to extend the play, and then have guys that can can, can make can, can make the thing play down the field. That's where Ted Ginn is deadly, right? The guy drops a lot of passes, but damn, he is that deep threat, and you have to respect it. So you have got to be playing guys down. That is going to open up that middle of the field for Greg Olson, and that should create more of those opportunities for him. So Shit's going to be close. It's, it's going to be close. Be so yeah, you're damn right it's going to be close. It's going to be a sweet game. But it's I, the game I, I'm I most think, looking forward to watching. I think the Panthers, I think the Panthers come out on top. I, think I don't that. know. But I, but I can see Seattle win. Here's the thing: like, who else is going to cover anybody besides Josh Norman? Like, you know, uh, Charles Tillman's down for the year now. Ben Ben Wickery went down uh, a couple weeks ago. They've got no other corners. You're looking at what? Cortland Finnegan. Fine. Put Norm. Put Norman on Baldwin. Doug Baldwin. Um, and is, is you're scared of the other talent? Is that Tyler Lockett going to be a dominator in this Tyler game? Tyler Lockett can so. be a do- like. You're you know, talking about he's going to have to run across the middle with those linebackers there. He won't. He's just going to run vertical. Yeah. <laughs> like the no, same thing that Ted Ginn's dynamic. The same thing that Ted Ginn's going to do. Tyler Lockett can do. Like Tyler Lockett is an appreciably better route runner than Ted Ginn. Like that's just the fact. Yeah, while Ted Ginn might have better straight line speed still at this point in his career, mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett can do more things on the route tree than Ted Ginn can. But he also doesn't have as much matters all that much as it is extending that defense. And that's something that Ted Ginn is going to have a good time doing, and that's what they need to happen. Lynch coming off that injury like that, I don't know if he's going to be full strength. I think Stewart's wasn't as much of an injury injury as Lynch's was. Stewart yeah. will be more ready to play. Especially being at home, playing in front of the hometown crowd. Seattle did not look good in front of Minnesota crowd there at all. But I think it was a lot of that cold and the way the ball died. Remember, we were watching. We watched the game together. He would throw yeah. up, and we saw a number. We saw Baldwin and um, uh, Lockett open down, and that cold just that ball just died. But so I think, think now if you're in Carolina, gets- I could see. I could see. And this is pro Seattle. I could see that that ball's not going to die in the cold quite as much. I could see some of those big plays. They should have lost that game. 
They should have lost the game. So isn't part of it that you're pretty much playing with house money now if you're Seattle? So can't you be looser as a team? You you, you had your tight sprinkler in the cold, and you got away with it. They should have lost the game the year before as well when they came back and uh, against the the Packers. Right. But that wasn't a playoff game. Yes, it was. Oh, yeah. That was the game of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, but they also had the game against the Packers where they got the bullshit win, <laughs> they get which got them into the stuff. playoffs the year there before. There was no weather problem when Carolina went into Seattle and beat them this year. No. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, but I think the teams are at different points. I think Carolina's just sort of been beaten up, and Seattle's a little bit healthier. I think Seattle's that's offensive line is still not that great anymore. Who are They're the not going to be able to run. Who are the pass rushers, though? I'm not wor- like I know that Seattle can get pressure on Cam Newton. I don't know that Carolina can. I don't know if it's the pressure as much as it's just stopping the run. I think that Stewart will be able to run a little bit. He'll be, I mean, they'll give him the ball enough to be able to run. Like I said, Lynch's injury, I don't think that he, if he does play, I don't think he gets more than 15 carries. And if he doesn't get more than 15 carries, he won't be able to get any sort of rhythm going, and he won't be able to do anything for that offense. So they're depending on Jermaine Curse and Tyler Lockett to win. Yeah. And, or I guess they're depending on Russell Wilson to win this game 100% for them. And Russell Wilson has beaten Cam to Cam head to head four times to just one win, for, including the playoffs because they played last year in the playoffs. Yeah. Who won that? They played the year before that in the playoffs, didn't they? Like the Seattle Seahawks have dominated the Carolina Panthers in the playoffs. Yeah, if everything went uh, according to the way the, th- the way things should go or had gone in the past, mm-hmm. um, the Bulls would have never gotten past the uh, Detroit Motor City guys yeah. to start there's going a, on a there's a, there's, a, there's a bit of a change I see going on here, and I see Seattle falling, falling a bit. I mean, Jesus, I, I don't care about that cold weather or not. They just almost lost to Minnesota. I will say this. And Cam Newton, Carolina, though, to Teddy Carolina, Bridgewater. This is the, the worst team that you wanted to see come play in you. But the, but the you know, it's, 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 it's a horrible you, number one six matchup. Have you been reading yeah. what they've been saying, though? And who knows? They're just trying to say it in the press, but they're fired up. Like we want it no other way. You know when they're watching it, and, and you know the guy missed the field goal. They're like, "Fuck, we would have rolled over these guys." Uh, Minnesota coming in town, but Cam's just like, "We want it no other way. Let's get it." Actually, they would have had Green Bay. They would have had Green Bay. I want to beat the best and the best player in the league right now. This year, maybe best player in the league. There's a lot of great players. Watt, whatever. But the best offensive weapon. Right now, maybe other than than Antonio Brown and Julio. But again, Cam Newton is the best fucking player Period. right now in the league. He's going to win MVP. And he, this is a champion. This is a guy that's been awesome since day one. This is a guy that's matured. I think he can, he can arise to the moment. And it's going to be an awesome game. It's your favorite game for mm-hmm. sure. I love I love all... I mean, literally, I think all these games are friggin' awesome. But Cam... I mean, I could just see this guy rolling, running for 80-plus yards, getting that TD, having that smile on his face, ringing a ball on his back heel Superman. to Ginn at 70 yards, and there's just shit he can do that no one else can do. A 20-second touchdown dance? Here's the thing. <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks have allowed... <laughs> Ten passing touchdowns on the season. Uh, and six of them have gone to wide receivers. Uh, I think the top receiver for the Seattle Seahawks, or uh, the top receiver for the Carolina Panthers... Fourteen la- passing touchdowns. Okay, ten? S- six yeah. to re- wide receivers. Okay. Uh, on the season. 
And the last time these two teams played, the high was like 40 yards by Jericho Kotri. Yeah. Like, Cam Newton ran... did nothing. Cam ran for a touchdown and threw one to Greg Olson. Other than that, their receivers were flat out awful. So expecting Ted Ginn to go off and expecting any of these wide receivers to score a touchdown is a bad bet in my book. Like they they barely lit up any all season long. Why would I suddenly expect them to do it now? Um, And Ted Ginn getting deep on you know Richard Sherman, which he's able to close, and you know who comes over the top on that? That's Earl Thomas, who has some of the best. Moves in the open field just to be able to get to balls and the best break on balls in the game. And a hard hitter. No. <laughs> just because I know that you're basically preaching to them and you're not expecting me to come back at you with this. I like it. Doug Baldwin, what did he do in that game? Not much. Three for 23. Did Jermaine Curse do anything? Nope. Zero catches. Did Tyler Lockett do anything? Nope. But Zero that, catches. Week, week six for Tyler Lockett. Talking about those top three guys. Had a total of three catches for 23 yards. Yeah, well. Okay, so their receivers and Carolina's matchup. And yeah, one thing not, I'll say, but the corners don't anymore. One thing I will say, though, also, I mean, Richard Sherman. Sherman has not been that good for a while. I mean, yeah, yeah he, per, he on a per-snap basis, he was very good. At the beginning of the season. But yeah. it, Sherman hasn't been the Sherman of three, four years ago, either this year. So I'm not, he, as a collective, the Legion of Boom's awesome. Great team. Sherman's still elite. I'm not denying that. But he's not a, a shutdown. He's not un he's not unthrowable anymore. And unthrowable. I, I, I like that. <laughs> Wait, like yes. That. This is great. Deep deep that's 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 wordsmithing by DRX. Who are you talking to? Um Apparently you. I'm ta- I'm ta- You're talking, talking to the audience, I think. Yes, I'm talking to the audience. Maybe. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. He's not. He's not elite anymore. But I mean, he's elite. He's just not. It's un- gonna, it's he's fun. not the cream of the crop. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're going to want if you're playing DFS that the, any of these receivers are going to do great on either side. They're probably not. The best players that you're going to have you're going to is going to be the potential of either Russell Wilson or Cam Newton, Dude. based on them being able to run the football and score a touchdown. Now, who do you think is going to win the game? That's the way that you're going to go with who you who you're going to play. I mean, if you if you think that it's going to be a a Carolina show, then you roll with Cam. If you think it's going to be an upset city, and this is the one where you know you think that you know the 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 experience is going to overcome the exuberance, then you go Russell Wilson. I'll take Cam Newton in this one. Uh, uh, My uh, biggest thing before you say what you're going to say is it's beast mode. Is it are you, if beast mode's playing and he can give it a go versus a Christine Michael and a Bryce Brown? It's it's a it's a, it's a team effort, and it's less so of having to be only on the Wilson shoulders. Is this possible, or is it quarterback, quarterback? I think it's Beastmo, quarterback and quarterback. Because Beastmo has been the one that's gotten into the Super Bowl. I'm not even so sure it's just quarterback and quarterback because I think they're both pretty darn even. When they faced each other last time, I think they both threw for one touchdown, not a lot of yards. Uh, Wilson ran for like 20 more yards than Newton did, but Newton had the rushing touchdown and Wilson didn't. They're pretty even. Uh, the wide receivers, as we said, are pretty even. Both running backs are coming off of injuries, and I mean, uh, Lynch didn't do what uh, uh, Lynch did have a touchdown in that first game, but he only had 54 yards. Stewart had two touchdowns and 78 yards. It's, 
I'd say that in general, they, they're going to be somewhat even. The X factor, like I said in the beginning, Greg Olson. That's something Seattle just doesn't have. Both defenses are going to make plays. It's in Carolina. you got one X factor. It's Greg Olson. If he has himself a game, I think Carolina takes it. If they can take out Olson Hell somewhat, I think then, it, then Seattle has a chance. So is it Greg Olson versus Seattle special teams? Is that like the matchup? Somewhat. I mean, because Seattle's, I think, appreciably better than Carolina on special teams. Yeah. Get well, that to the house. I know, he can, but Lockets. they're counting on him to be the yeah. number one receiver. Tyler Lockett has shown the ability to do special things with the ball in his Absolutely. hands. Absolutely. You're right. Game. And, and it, it basically is. Like, who, who pulls something off when, yeah, yeah. when it matters? I think it's, it's more of, it, it, it kind of goes back to how teams lose in the playoffs. How did Cincinnati lose in the playoffs? Being an idiot. Being right. an idiot. Don't be, play within yourself. Don't make the stupid penalties. Don't, you know, and, and, and it's tough because I think that, Carolina is a very disciplined defense. I don't see them making those mistakes. Russell Wilson, that being said, can be a very frustrating quarterback to play against. But so is Cam Newton. And I think that I, I'll take that. Both are well coached, though. They're, they're, you know what, I, though? I think, but I think that. I think Seattle's they have got a, more. I think Seattle's got to, to, lose, to it. lose it. That's what I'm saying. No doubt. So I'll take my chances with, and also with the aggressiveness of Riverboat Ron. And playing at home, I, I think that, and again, I think that Cam Newton now, with the, the, as much long as he's been in the league, he knows that he can just take over games. So And, and no one's hotter thing, right now than, than Wilson, though, at the same time. The thing That's is, true. when Cam tries to take over games, see, he's one of those guys that tries to do soon much sometimes. He sure. tries, it really he, only happened once this season, though. Yeah, yeah. But this is the kind of team that that would happen against. The only thing I'll ask you, question, which commercial... Uh, excuse me. Do you do you like more? Do you like uh, the Macklemore terrible Bose commercial yeah. with this is Russell Wilson or the tub commercial? Do you hear that bird? Do you hear that bird? It's Russell Wilson's bird. God, I want. I hate guns. I want to shoot both these fuckers in the head. I want to. Then when I'm done shooting them, I want to poop on their faces. Okay, so which commercial do I like? Better that one or the one where the guy you're talking about, Greg Olson. I don't know. I think him and Cam might be gay. They they tub together. He, he, wants, wants, he wants it. They dude. tub oh, together. He's like, he's like, he's like, guy, I'm, I'm I'm getting in the tub. What are they doing? Greg Olson was on a radio show like this week and said that his teammates blame him for the loss for not giving up the tub because that is when. Like the commercial came out like the Monday before they lost oh. to the Falcons, <laughs> so his teammates were all talking shit. Should have given the tub, man. Should have given the tub. <laughs> Lucky tub. Like that big G that they've got on that bottles that they were drinking in the bars. It's for gay. <laughs> <laughs> Our boy Kania did uh, send us a picture of uh, him at a movie theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a Panthers fan. He's down there. And uh, Greg Olson was at a movie with his uh, wife and kids. And he's like, I didn't say hi to him. I didn't do anything. But here's a picture of him. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Love it. All right. Let's go to the next game. Let's do it. And uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Denver Broncos. Oh, my God. Pittsburgh Steelers. Who's healthy? Because that's going to make up a lot of the decisions in this game and how you play it. Like, if Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger are both fully healthy... This game 
It's completely different. We saw it just a couple weeks ago. We saw Antonio Brown torch one of the best corners in the league in Chris Harris. A guy who had never given up a 100-yard game until Antonio, what, trounced him for 12. Oh, 12 for 134 and a couple touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. So if th- both those guys are healthy, great. But are they? I mean, no. And ben Roethlisberger be? no. going on the radio and giving out you know his medical records to everybody who wants to see him. It's like, well, I have a sprained AC joint and some torn cartilage. He actually like, went six, 16 yeah. for 189 against him. <laughs> No, just just against Oh, just against Harris. Just against okay, Chris gotcha. Harris. Twelve for one thirty four and a touchdown. And the rest, you know, came against other guys. I'm gonna tell you to leave and you know Bradley Lobie who aren't bad themselves. I think they all play. I think D'Angelo Williams plays too. <laughs> we can tell by your rankings. <laughs> I really do. I really do. And I'm not gonna take him out until not they by the right up now. <laughs> I can understand them not playing him in that first one. Okay, but this is the one Conviction. that really matters. Dog, Not, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know if they were expecting to really win that game or to really go far because of it and because of that injury and stuff. But now that they've won that one, I think they see a limping in kind of Denver team that isn't all that. I think they know they have a chance. I think they know they have a chance to, to really get to the Super Bowl right now. What happened last year? They sat Le'Veon when maybe they shouldn't have, when he said he could have maybe played. Now you got a guy who isn't is, is going to be the backup next year at best, and a guy who's thirty some odd years old. If he can play, they're playing you're, you're him. You're not trying, yeah. You're not trying to save this. They're not guy's saving turn. a D'Angelo Williams for next year or anything. Okay, play the guy if he can play, and I think he will be able to. I think that they're they're putting that boot on for show a little bit. It does take the pressure off the foot, so it helps a little bit. But I'm telling you, if he practices on Friday at all, he's playing one hundred percent. I guarantee it. All right, well, if he does play, he's going to play in a very limited capacity. I don't know if you saw the injury. It's not an ankle injury. It's a foot injury. Is it Liz Frank? It looked Liz Frank. Look, his his foot got hyperextended to the point where it's like the the, the front ball of the foot was up and it it just stretched everything else out. Had nothing to do with the ankle. So that's your cutting ability. That's your ability to, 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 to be able to have any lateral movement one way or the other. That ain't happening. That's number one. Number two, Ben Roethlisberger came back into that game after, you know, he couldn't throw. And he tried to throw the one throw, and he said to, to his coach, I can't throw another ball down the field that far. And everything else, after, that was a 17-yard pass. He's admitted he's got torn ligaments in the shoulder that he throws with. So he's gutting it out because they can't put Jarvis Landry out there. Or Landry Jones, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> wish they could put they, Jarvis They wish they could. Yeah. I'll tell you what, they would go with it if they could. Landry Jones was horrendous in, in the one series that he had the opportunity. They're not going there, so... And Antonio Brown, I don't think he's going to clear the concussion protocols. So now what you're going to have is... If he ever had a concussion, according to... Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'll apologize <laughs> if he sits, if he out, the he sits out next game. I'll Which, apologize. to be honest, is the fucking smartest rebuttal and the smartest thing that Pac-Man Adam Jones has ever said in his life. Well, no, but like, make okay. it rain, coming out of the court with the neck brace on. Yeah. When he said that, he's like, I'll apologize if he doesn't play. I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Here's the one thing <laughs> I'll say to that, though. The one thing I'll say to that is... You guys, we, we see all the concussions and things that go on. What's the number one symptomatic thing that you see when you know that someone's had a concussion? The arms. 
And when Brown got hit, the arms just went like that. The, 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 he did the, the concussion arms. I knocked the hell the out. Concussion arms. I knocked the hell out. I'm it's not. Kinda, it's kind of like, like it's like a Tyrannosaurus Rexy. But, but I also like, don't necessarily see him jumping around and laughing and playing games and stuff with their teammates in the locker room right after the game, which was almost directly after he got that concussion. So the fact that he was able to do that he just said he was literally within 20 minutes. I would tell you what, if if you, we know how see hard him it is going up, Miller. What up, bitch? <laughs> you guys just fucking fucked that game up. Came up, you're talking about six weeks ago about, whoa, I could have hey, made $100 can million still dollars have... in this league. That's why you didn't. He still had a concussion. He's still wicked at him to say, fuck you, we still got you anyway. Because you guys are a bunch of, of thugs and pugs. And idiots. <laughs> it might be just wishful thinking. But this is my point, though. Look, Denver's defense, they've had the rest. <laughs> they were embarrassed by the 380 yards that Roethlisberger threw against them. Um, you also have the extra incentive that they have to go after the, the center uh, with the Cody Wallace, who uh, took the cheap shot on their safety. And, you know... There's just there's there's Denver's amped up for this game. You're gonna have Peyton Manning throwing, so you're gonna have two quarterbacks that have horrible shoulders that can't throw the ball. Um, but you're gonna have more healthy receivers on Denver's side. So I just tell you, I really don't think Antonio Brown plays. And if he doesn't, who picks up the slack? Is you gonna trust Martavis Bryant to be your number one guy? Marcus Wheaton, lay it all on Heath Miller right now. And if you don't have D'Angelo on top of that. You think that the Fitzgerald Toussaint and the Jordan Todman combination? Uh, those guys is, don't play. They don't. They don't stand a chance. Well, this is Toussaint, Toussaint did not look terrible last no. week. But he's talking about better. They didn't look terrible. They had. They were. They were running for their lives, which I love. Well, let's talk about this though. You want to talk about D'Angelo Williams and when he was healthy and did play against them? But he scored two touchdowns, right? 26 rushing yards on 14 carries. How many receiving yards? A 30, or is it, or is it 60? It was 60 on five catches. I think more so. I, I but like that was a saying. game where, where where they threw for 380 yards. I don't think that happens again. And I'm gonna guess that Pac. I'm gonna trust Pac-Man Jones here. I'm gonna make it rain. I think Antonio is gonna play, but obviously Big Ben is fucked up. He's got that uh, hurt shoulder. You guys know I love the Verve. You guys know I love Richard Ashcroft. He, he said it best. The drugs don't work. My ass. When Ben got carted off into the uh, into the locker room and those classless Cincinnati Bengals fans were cheering that uh, karma reared its ugly head on you putzes. Yep. You just don't do that. You just don't do that. People are putting their money, their lives out on the line. You don't cheer when someone's hurt. But the drugs work. Because whatever they put in Big Ben to make it so he could make that throw or make another throw, he's going to have a lot of that going into going into this game on Sunday. And I don't know. There's something that tells me that the lore of Ben, there's going to be no pain there because of the drugs. The, th- the thing is... The lore of Ben. I like that. Hopefully his wife gets a package uh, like Peyton Manning's did. Did you, did you see the onion picture? The Onion did a piece where like it's huge. His wife is huge in the background. He's it's Peyton Manning uh, at a press conference, and his wife is torn the head off of a, a reporter, and she's literally like eighteen feet tall. 
and it's Peyton Manning's mom. It's like Peyton Manning's wife tears the head off a reporter when she asks him about the uh, human growth hormone packages that she got. <laughs> <laughs> steroids never is tasting so good. It's not steroids. Steroids can only get you so far. <laughs> human HGH it makes that forehead look like Peyton Manning's. <laughs> Schwabi was the best. My buddy Danny Schwab. Love that fucking guy, but me and him were Barry Bonds fans since day one in Pittsburgh. Best baseball player I've ever seen by far. And the, he sent me an article from Sports Illustrated because he was a huge sport SI guy about Barry Bonds, right when uh, we're talking, ba- this is our baseball reference, talking about Sosa and Mark McGuire and looking how the league back in 97, 98 was so excited about these guys. And the fact is, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Remember that? Ken That's Griffey Ken Griffey Jr. Jr. It tastes so good. It's like a party in my mouth. And everybody's coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Barry Bonds sitting there like, I'm the best player in the league. I'm so much better than everyone. I can hit the shit out of it. All right, the league wants home runs. I guess I'll do home runs. And I'll take the drugs. These guys. It's not steroids. It's HGH. HGH which is basically like the difference between turning into Hulk... The Hulk, it's literally like Hulk-style drugs versus like just becoming a little better. If I was you, I'd kick your fucking ass. Exactly. So, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it basically, if you want to talk about Pittsburgh, it's basically dependent on who comes back and who doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I guess you'll have to take a shot on Martavis Bryant or a Marcus Wheaton, depending on who's healthy. You know, if Antonio Brown's out there, he's going to throw the ball somewhere, even if he can only throw it five yards. Uh, maybe Heath Miller gets a bump then uh, against this Denver defense. It's just, it, it's so dependent on who actually plays uh, for your DFS lineups that it's hard to, like, officially say, like, yeah, I, I love them all, or I hate them all. But the matchups are, you know, Denver's tough against opposing wide receivers. But, you know, if Antonio plays, he's matchup-proof. Uh, the rest of the guys weren't very matchup-proof and were almost taken out of that game. I think, did Mar- Martavis score no, in that game? No, no. Martavis was the best touchdown. We had six catches for 62 yards of touchdown. All three and of them were targeted double-digits. Uh, yeah, Martavis' touchdown was probably top three best touchdown of the season. That flip where he that, held it against his leg. That wasn't against Denver, though. Oh, I thought yeah, you were talking about this game. No, against Denver, against Denver, he had 10 catches for 87 yards. I'm looking uh, at 13 targets. Yeah, Wheaton had 11 score. targets, 6 for 62, uh, and had score. Had yeah. the score, yeah. You know, the thing is going to be that if you look at how they use Martavis a lot, they like to get him on the short screens. So if, if, if he has the shoulder problem and he's not able to make those long throws, I think you can probably expect to see at least three, uh, if not, you know, like the Randall Cobb that we saw, the, the, the five rushing attempts. I think you're going to see probably at least three, two to three rushing attempts from Martavis Bryant, whether it be on reverse type things or however they want to get the ball in his hands. And you'll probably see him where, you know, he's not been targeted a lot lately. He'll get those double-digit targets just because – but five of them might be on, you know, at the line of scrimmage throws, trying to let him do his crazy stuff that he can do. I got a question, and it's strange. I don't know why I don't know the answer to this. Do any, do any of you guys know if DHB is a good blocker or not? Harewood Bay? He's not a willing blocker. He He's become better in, in, in later on in his career. They seem to like he's him. He's 6'2", or he's, you know, or something like that. I mean, you'd think they'd be able to. Because my guess is that they start throwing out some four receiver sets. 
Get a, get guys out there so that they can make some blocks downfield. Throw the wide receiver screens if it's a, a shoulder's really hurting that bad. Uh, throw some misdirection at them. You got to you spread things out a little bit more. I think it only you helps. Know, the problem is that they, they every time that they've gone to four wide receiver sets, it really hasn't been for for screen passes as much. But I mean, you know what? Maybe that's not true. I don't I don't know 100. percent I don't have the validation in the stats, but. I think that DHB at least knows now, after being a guy that was a first-round draft pick, that he's playing and now as the fourth wide receiver on this team. He knows that every time he's out there on the field, he has to do something to validate keeping a job because yeah. you're not playing off of, uh, you know, great. Yeah, I think he doesn't have like a, any type of sustained success in the NFL to validate you being able to take off a few plays. I think they're happy with him as their four. I'll they have been, yeah. Then they have been happy with him as, as their four. So I, I guess that's that's basically the Steelers. You know, it, like we said, depending on who comes back, and that's something we're really not going to find out until Friday. It's speculation at this point. Even Friday, we probably won't know much. Neither. <laughs> yeah, to tell the truth, we probably won't. Um, might as well move on to the Broncos. And they have just as many question marks because possibly be the final game of one, of my, one of my favorite players of all time. And. Uh, do you think that? I mean, let's, it could let's, be. Let's take Do you think I don't know. That? It's it, it's still up in the air. I mean, he could. Uh, it's, you know, it, there hasn't been talk about it being his last game. I haven't heard much about that at all, and I think it would have been talked about a little bit. Do you but. think that he, he could he could go off into the sunset uh, in the in the Elway his his, his boss's same light? Is, is there is there is there a negativity? Do you think that there's no shot that this team can win a Super Bowl? Surely got a shot. No, that, defense, a sh- that defense is looking I'm short. not asking you. Sorry. I'm asking the pole smoker of Peyton Manning for the last I seven d- years. Do I think there's a shot? Yeah. Listen, last game when Manning came in there at, at halftime, he threw, um, he, he rolled out to his left a little bit, and he threw a long crossing out uh, pattern to the right, a long one on a line that I, I had not that. seen from him all year long. Great call. And it was, I, I, I couldn't believe the arm strength on it. And I don't know if it was just desperation or, or, or adrenaline or what was going on there. But HGH. It, HGH, <laughs> the forehead, who knows? It was but, his life in, in playing. The, it, the, it, it's father luck. He's, this is a guy that's, got, that's been blessed as well. And you know that he, he's, this is the last moment. If, this is it, if he's thinking that this is possibly it, it He's was an awesome. It was awesome to see him come back and do that. Yeah, that was, was leading was, that, was, leading that charge and leading the win. Uh, that that was always that was tingling. It was like, oh, come it on. It was very very cool that that happened. And he's the type of guy that I mean, I don't think he wants to go out go out with a season uh, like he just had. I mean, it was an awful season for him, obviously, and the injuries just mounted too high. And it was there was talk that even when he was healthy, that they'd still play a Brock Osweiler over him. So I mean that's I mean that's got to be tough to take. He's going to want to take this team, at least to face the Chiefs in the yeah. next round. <laughs> you got to go to Brady Peyton. Manning I would love to see it to be. Line. I would love to see it be Manning and Brady in, in one more time. Are you update the piece? Are you going to update? Lobster shorts, you look so good. Val Verde. Hey, look at this hair. Hey, eraser head. Where are you going? What do you want to know? Hey! We'll ask the questions, you answer them. Yes, sir. You want to check them for ID? We're out of donuts. What? Oh, Jesus. Let's go. 
Hey, you. You watch yourself, you understand? Because we are. Uh, here's what... I mean, Manning's throwing to a couple of bums, too. I mean, neither of those guys, Thomas and Sanders, could get as many fantasy points as Brandon Cooks this year. Did you know that? Neither to Marius Thomas. I was thinking Thomas. about donuts. Hold on. Uh, can, can you repeat that? I, I, was, I was sort of, too. <laughs> I, was like, I was like talking about a long john with vanilla. The stand's do, still what, open? Is, 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 it, is it a raspberry fill? Now I wish I moved to Wicker Park where they have all those like walk-up windows. Yeah. Stands, stands is open in Lincoln Park now, bro. Yeah. There's, sta- I, I, there's stands I, I, right at the corner I, I, by where you live. Yeah, where, where do I got to go? Diversity. Clark. Take a left to Oh, okay. I'm going. That's how I'm going. On home. the corner. Be <laughs> careful, though. That's like, they've got like five different ticket givers in that corner for people that are put, throwing on their 15 really? minutes and grabbing. There's a there's that there's that uh, Asian buns place. There's an empanada place. But it's a Wednesday there's night. A I shouldn't place. get a long line tonight. Yeah. yeah. No. Emmanuel's got to make some money. He's got the stormtroopers yeah. out. Boba Fett. And the uh, Boba Fett's writing tickets. Screw Sean, Boba so. Fett. Val Verde. Verde's. Verde. Yeah, I did it. My cry two tears in a bucket. Fuck it. Let's take it to the stage. Great line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember what I was talking Yeah, about. we cut you off. Sanders, oh, Thomas, yeah. as many points as Brandon Cooks. Not. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. neither one is as many points as Brandon Cooks. Nah, man. The, the, the receivers... Tom, Demary's Thomas and less, huh? Yeah. Just because wow. he didn't score many touchdowns this year. How yeah. many did he end up with? Five? I don't know. I'm not looking at it. So week five, six, and then I think seven. Six touchdowns. I think seven first half, and I won't say anything more about my team. Stavish had Brandon Cooks, and he knew I loved him and took him in the third round, and I had uh, Steve Smith. Three times. Steve Smith was top three at this point at the way. Straight up. He's like, I'll take Steve Smith. Brandon Cooks is like, oh, and I love Cooks. We know that. And I did not take the trade. <laughs> you regrets. The one thing we always talk about Steve Smith. Who starts hot, hotter in any season every year? It's Steve Okay, Smith. so we go to a regret. Yeah. <laughs> and we said it. I live in it. And it's that. Literally that day. Because I watched football over at his house on his 90-inch TV on his basement man cave wall. Which one? Yeah, one of the eight TVs, but the big one, down in the basement, I don't move. Sitting there, he's like, straight up, straight up. And he said it three weeks in a row, straight up. He wanted Steve Smith, and we know, we love Steve Smith. Oh, yeah. That was Steve's, uh, Brandon Cooks is a big guy. He's, he's our guy. He's all no, of us, no, we yeah, love. Yeah, all, yeah. We love that fucking guy. We've been talking about that guy for seven years. Didn't take it. Rah, rah. Mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. <laughs> Got that injury? It's like, oh. I'm like, uh, we made that trade, right? You remember that handshake? We're good. <laughs> <laughs> then my whole team went down. I was, I was power, power numbers, power numbers number one, power ranking number one. From that moment, it just went downhill. Let's talk about someone else. Uh, <laughs> the wide receiver. Enough about me. <laughs> I mean. You like them. They've got the best matchup of the weekend of any of the like wide receiver options out there. You just kind of hope that Peyton Manning is seventy five percent of the Peyton Manning he used to be, or like he's got to be because that guy who was playing earlier this season and throwing seventeen interceptions through what nine games, he can't be that guy. He needs to be a guy who takes care of the ball and lets this defense 
do what it does. And the question is, like, how is this offense going to operate with Peyton Manning back in the fold? Remember, they were successful, you know, running the ball here with, you know, Osweiler under center. And they weren't yeah. really successful running the ball out of the shotgun. And there's just a lot of question marks. Like, this game's got way too many question marks for me to go heavy in DFS on it. It's just well, question marks across the board. I think that's what makes the DFS in the playoffs so interesting because every one of these matchups is marred with landmines of, of just horrible matchups, horrible situations for, for players. And, and you're right. You know, when you look at the running game, but the one thing that we did see when Peyton Manning came back in, all of a sudden they got rejuvenated and started to run the ball extremely well with C.J. Anderson and Ronnie Hillman. And those you know, guys have had their moments in general over the last few weeks at, at their given time. But, I, but, I, but I know what you're saying. It's been better under center, handing it out, getting them out on the edge, than that was never successful early on in the season. That That's not what, uh, um, I want to say Stanley Kubrick, uh, Kubiak is... Is, is doing with him out there. 2001. But it's also, the, uh, the problem is you're going against a Pittsburgh Steeler defense that's one of the best at stopping the running backs. I mean, how many touchdowns did they give up on the ground this year? Was it three or four? Uh, you know, maybe six at the most, but I, I can't remember. I, I, four. Four. Four touchdowns rushing against them. In 16 games. Second fewest in the league. And what did they do the last the time they played? The Jets, two. Yeah, Jets are good. Oh, they should have been in the playoffs. So. Yeah, that, they, they really should have. They really should have. Oh. Yeah, we didn't really talk about them. Oh, wow, oh. what a failure. Two things. One, <laughs> the, the, the Denver players want to fight for, for Manning. You could see that. When he came back in that game, it just upped their spirits. And, it, I mean, it must have doubled their strength. I mean, they just they want to fight for him. But there's an easy answer, and this is two. There's an easy answer to this. Play Brock the first half. Play Manning the second half. <laughs> Seems to work. I like you it. get that running game going with but the block. But doesn't get credit switch for the He doesn't care. Let him start and take the first snap, hand it off, and then pull him out and put Brock in. So he at least gets credit. Yeah, well, that's good. the one thing that I'm reading across Twitter and some of the articles. Is like Manning's in a moment right now. He got the opportunity, but if things aren't going right, how quickly? And I think he's locked into Manning. I think he's locked into Manning. And I think Manning's going to be great. I, 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 I like Manning. He's going to have the benefit of... He'll be locked into Manning because there is no way that Pittsburgh is going to run away with this game in any way, shape, or form. That Denver defense, and this is when you asked Dogmatica, can Peyton Manning win? The, yes, he can win it because if Trent Dilfer can win a goddamn Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens defense, he Peyton Manning can win with the Denver defense of this Actually... Year. That is one of the best statistical comps out there. Yeah. <laughs> is that team, as lo- well as the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers of what, 2002 that won the Super Bowl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. Brad jo- yeah. Like, the, in terms of uh, defensive value adjusted over the season, pretty much exact statistical matches, except this Denver defense is better. Yeah. And it's Peyton Manning, the best quarterback. Well, the best second best. Well, 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 no, uh, I don't know if I'd say uh, this Denver defense is better than that Ravens one. Statistically. Yeah, but there's... I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, but the difference also was... It's so subjective. We got disgusting that night. Let's not talk about it. Let's not bring it up. It was, Denver we defense spent too much easy. money, but it was great. The champagne room was awesome. I know you saw me with my pants off, but... 
There was a lot of mouths yeah, around did. my back. My cry two tears in a bucket. Fuck it. Let's take it to the stage. Yeah, fuck yeah, it. Let's take it to yeah. the stage. Let's take it backstage. Jam <laughs> Pogne. Backstage with Ferrari. Backstage with Owen Daniels against the Pittsburgh Steelers who suck against tight ends. <laughs> just, I knew it from the beginning that Vernon Davis was just a, a bust call. Just a bad call to go get. But it's possible he does do something this game. The little speed that he does bring um, might help a little bit. Uh, this the Steelers team is just really bad against tight ends, and I could see a seam route where he just just books down the middle and catches a long one, uh, the, a la the Jordan Reed uh, pass against the Packers last week, where you know Cousins just floated up over. There. It's like, wow, there you are, way more than wide open. It's, I mean, that's a it'd be a perfect type of play for Vernon Davis to finally get a pass, and like he hasn't gotten a pass. <laughs> in like the last three weeks that they've played, um, it's uh, that tight end situation could be a big bonus for Denver. You were you were as much as you were off on the um, on the Vernon Davis. You were spot on on the Virgil Green. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I right. love my Virgil Green. You know, but here's the thing: I'm if, with, if, yeah. I'm, if you're talking about matchups, like if you want, let's take a quick DFS overview of the whole weekend. The, the, the places where I feel more, most confident at is attacking uh, Pittsburgh's defense as far as with receivers, uh, just because they're they're like the third worst team as far as yards per game given up. Uh, third worst team in terms of fantasy. But is it one Is Demarius and Emmanuel Sanders ever done it collectively? Yeah, it, with Peyton Manning, but not with yeah. Brock Osweiler. Okay, so yeah. they were doing it earlier in the season. Okay. So I, they're awesome, but it seems to me it was it was like two weeks of one guy, three weeks of another guy, two weeks. All right. So my my point being is that I'll take the chances with either of those two guys versus I, th- I think I obviously if Antonio Brown is playing him and Martavis Bryant maybe potentially better receivers, but not in the matchup. They actually then, both did it against Pittsburgh. I know they did, but but again, it was with a healthy Ben Roethlisberger, and we don't have a healthy Ben Roethlisberger. He, the drugs torn ligaments, He's torn fine. ligaments or torn ligaments, and He's they're fine. torn. Yeah. Torn He's ligaments or torn ligaments that are torn. torn. Thank Thanks, you. John Fox. <laughs> I, I do what I can. I do what I can. I, I wish I had my rip torn. I could throw some confetti in the air right now. I like it. I like it. Absolutely. I tear it Amazon Women on the Moon. Where are we? Oh, I love that movie. Uh, but the other the other matchup that well, I would exploit is. The Arizona matchup because the Packers are the worst defense that's left in the, in the, the playoffs right now, playing on the road, uh, you know, for their second road game in a row in the playoffs. I think they're going to get trounced and exploited, and I think so. That's where I would put all my money as far as like into the DFS if I'm playing any of those. I put the big money there, and then I take my chances on. Whether it be a Ted Ginn or a Tyler Lockett or whichever way you feel that game's going to go, or and you pick these other you know potential rocket shots in the in the in these other tough matchups. Yeah, Arizona, Arizona, and uh, the and Greg Green, Olson would be your tight end, right? Arizona and the Green Bay Packers yeah. have the highest over under of the weekend, uh, so that that's a game to look at. And last time I checked, the Denver Pittsburgh had the lowest over under of the game because there's just so much uncertainty. Uh, surrounding you know both these quarterbacks and both uh, the Pittsburgh weapons. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so now there's, it, there's it, a lot of question marks this weekend. In talking general. about uh, you were saying that the Packers are the worst defense. I think that has to be clarified that they're the the worst collective defense left. 
Now, when you're talking about individual positions, I don't think they're the worst at any. Steelers are the worst at, at, at stopping uh, wide receivers. Wide receivers and probably tight ends. Or Seattle's or Seattle, right there, too. Or Seattle. Or Seattle. Right. Uh, if you're talking about uh, against the run. Packers. It's the probably, Packers. probably the Packers. It's the Packers are 18th like across the board, but they collectively come out to like a top 12 unit yeah. in terms of fantasy points allowed. Exactly. So, I don't know. It's, it's just very interesting that way. There's certain squads that you want to go against and certain you don't. Packers in general, yes. I don't know. Well, here's the question well, I have for you guys. Like we did on Arizona's the not on the top of that list. Seattle and Carolina are not on the top of that list. Uh, the way that Kansas City's been playing, they're not on the top of the list. So well, you've already lived Kansas in City's corners are. Yeah, but the way that they've... I mean, 466 passing yards allowed in their last three games. They're shutting people down. You know, they've only, in, 11, in their 11-game win streak, they've only given up two games with 20 or more points. And those went for 20 and 22. Every other game, they're, they're only allowing 11.3 points per game in their 11-game win streak. That's Baltimore Raven 2000 defense level. Hoyer, Carr, Derek Carr, and Menzel. Yeah, it's not a very okay, good go, great go, Keep going the rest of the other ones because, they, again, they, the 11-game win streak, 11 points per game. No one's, no one's done it. Yeah, Clawson threw for 281 and two touchdowns against them. Jimmy Clawson. Yeah. Jimmy Clawson. Jimmy Clawson. Clawson threw for 281 and two touchdowns against them. And Granted, that was in the horse uh, – the. Quarterback, <laughs> quarterback whispers team there, Trustman. And how many and how well did Flacco Jimmy Clausen do in his last couple games? Jimmy Clausen had another good game too. Did he throw not throw for three hundred? I'm not arguing against Kansas City. All right, I'm just, I'm just saying you, you're game. arguing it though. I'm well, just well, arguing. You're not arguing. You're just arguing. I'm just arguing. <laughs> we we tend to do that around here, which is why this is so fun. And the only thing I'm gonna say. Is are we done? Yeah, we're done. My feet are about to fall off. They're so fucking cold. How <laughs> you feel? My ribs feel. They fucked me up the same way they fucked you up. Go, go. Let's go around. Which two get? Who, who's winning? Your matchups. We want you that time. Last round in segment one A. Ooh, I thought you were going with two, and then you did air quotes. No, that was close. That was close. <laughs> who's winning these two matchups? Oh, Seahawks, wow. Panthers. It's a tough one, but I got Steelers, uh, Broncos. Who do you got? Dogmatics, come on. Carolina. Fuck. He wants to say Manny. I do want to, but I have the weirdest feeling Pittsburgh's going to win that one. Ooh. I don't know why. You talked so down on Pittsburgh when we were talking about him. But you didn't think everybody was going to play, this, so that's different. That's what he does, doesn't he? He always does. <laughs> like, no, this guy sucks. And then a minute later, he's like, I love this. And you're like, wait, hold on. I was all jacked up because a week ago you were off on him. Like, nah, dude. These guys are the shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm calling Carolina. And, God, it, that, that Denver-Pittsburgh game is going to be really close. It all depends on who plays or not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that if one of them is out, it's Denver wins. If all three of them play, Pittsburgh wins. He's still doing it. You're fucking us, man. They always fucking with us. They're always fucking with us. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Fuck them. Fuck them. I love it. That's that's a great call though. I like the way you, you, you frame that, dog. I'm gonna go different than everybody else, and I'm going Seattle and Denver. Home team rules. Carolina, Denver. 
Knew that was coming. <laughs> I, was about, I thought all I thought it was gonna be a clean sweep for Carolina and Denver between the three of you because of how strongly you opposed me on everything I said about Seattle. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, but that's the way we feel a lot with you, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> we, that's why as Boomer. Hey, back to you, Boom. Um, I'm Boom. I'm Chris Berman. My embalmer. Is, uh, <laughs> is 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 terrific. <laughs> Sorry, mean. That's mean. Uh, but I am going to go boom boom style, and I'm going with who I want to win here, and I want Peyton Manning, and I want Cam to win. So I'm going. We go Panthers, and we're going Broncos. So you're saying I'm gonna I'm gonna be wrong on one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly both. Why does it smell like piss and and formaldehyde in here? What are you talking about? Smell something different from my hair. I smell, I smell, pussy. All right, guys, we're fired up to watch some football this weekend. We're fired up to do this two-segment experiment that's going to be the new way. And uh, you guys have been with us forever. You want to ram it? Hey, hey, sorry, Ram fans. We're going back to LA. Hey, hey, song, right? God damn it! Too much of Big the Chargers We Come feel on. too bad. We, we got the whole Segment number one. We talked about how sad we were for uh, the Midwest and the, the, the St. Louis fans, and that just holds true. It's just bogus what they did, but whatever. Fellas, love doing these shows with you. As always, we are doing this year friggin' round. There's still football happening, but literally the week after the Super Bowl, we will still be doing these long-winded, awesome, comprehensive, fantasy goo dropping, cook knowledge delivering pyro podcasts, and no one does it like us, and you got Dogmatica that knows the game and fantasy football and the rankings like no one around. Stag Party is, it knows the game and positions, and the weird stuff like offensive lines and defensive lines it just is an awesome student of the game. Houdini, you are a fantasy football machine. You're just got what, what you want? You just are a fantasy football machine like nobody's business. And uh, me, I'm just here uh, to edit the edit the tape. <laughs> we love you guys. We're gonna close out with BRMC. Sympathetic news. Sympathetic news.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.